Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So we are getting to the end of Matthew's gospel, and I'm just going to, from here on out, we're probably going to read every single passage. And so let's start off by reading Matthew 27, uh, verses 47 through 56. So it says this, From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. Now remember, Jesus is on the cross at this point. And it says, About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and I'm not going to pronounce what he says, but this is what it says. It says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those were standing near heard this, they said that he is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, fixed it on a reed, and offered him a drink. But the rest said, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. Jesus shouted again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of his sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. And when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, This man really was God's son. Many of them who had followed Jesus from Galilee and ministered to him were there looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. And so there, there, this is one of those passages where there's so many things worth noticing. But as I'm reading through this slowly, I, I just want to kind of point out four things that I think is really worth noticing here. Um, verse 46, when Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and it's a pretty intense passage here that Jesus is feeling this complete forsakenness from his father. And I tell you what, this really shows the, the weight of what Jesus was going through, that it was more than, than just a physical pain that he was dealing with, that there is an emotional pain that sin is taking on him that literally, as we talked about, I believe it was the last episode, how he became sin who knew no sin, that, that God can, cannot be in the presence of sin, right? God, God and sin do not mesh. And so as Jesus becomes sin, as Jesus takes on your sin, as he takes on mine, he feels this complete forsakenness from his father. And what a terrible, terrible feeling that must have been for him because his whole life he, he'd been perfect, right? He's he's a perfect sacrifice. He never messed up, never did anything wrong. His, his fellowship with the father was never strained. It was never hindered. And yet here he feels that complete forsakenness from his father. And so that's worth noticing, just noticing the, the um, I guess, the emotional pain that sin is causing Jesus on the cross. But secondly, I think we see another intense thing and cool thing in verse 50. And that is when, um, or 51, when the curtain in the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. You see, inside the sanctuary, inside the temple, there was the hallways of hallways where a curtain would split apart the people from the most holy place of the temple. And what's amazing here is when Jesus cries out, probably it is finished. Matthew does not record that, but other gospels do where Jesus cries out, it is finished as his last cry. The, the temple, the, the, the curtain in the temple is torn in, from top to bottom in two. So, so what that's showing is that the death of Jesus has made a way for us to enter into the presence of God. It's like Hebrews says that we can enter in the presence of God with confidence because we have a great high priest who's able to 
sympathize with our weakness as, and has been tempted in every way that we have, except yet, yet without sin. And so Jesus makes a way in his death through you and I to gain access into the presence of God. You, you don't need me. Look, I love it when students come up and ask me to pray with them on Wednesday nights. I love doing that. But you don't need me to have more successful prayers. If your faith is in Christ, you have a mediator who is Christ Jesus, who made a sacrifice once and for all, and you are able to enter into the presence of God in that way. Um, So that's awesome. And then two more things to notice. Uh, Verse 52 and verse 53 are kind of crazy. When it says the tombs split and people, the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, right? So, So literally people started seeing people that used to be dead walking around um that's pretty crazy right and we really don't know what this looked like uh it's it's one of the only it's really the only case in the bible like this um i guess you can make the case in ezekiel 37 when the dry bones take flesh and all those things but it's this crazy epic and and if we're honest kind of weird picture but it's also so beautiful because this is showing the very thing that jesus was dying for that Jesus is defeating death once and for all for you and for me. And so this is a glimpse of what we are going to experience when we are physically raised from the dead, just as Jesus was. And then finally, uh, the last thing to note, I think, is in verse 54. When the centurion and those who were with him were guarding Jesus, they saw the earthquake and the things that happened. They were terrified, and they said, this man really was God's son. That, that it reminds me, I know we're in Matthew's gospel, but it reminds me of John chapter 3, when, when Jesus Jesus says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up. And when Nicodemus sees Jesus lifted up on the cross, it, it causes him to realize who Jesus really is. And the centurion, these people are noticing that here, that they see Jesus lifted up on the cross and they see all these things that have happened after it. And there's no other confession they can make other than this really was the son of God. And our confession should be the same. When we look to the cross, when we look to Jesus lifted up, it is the son of God who's making a payment, who's dying for the sins of the world. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.